Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. It's Joel Brzezinski, Mike Kapler, Growing in Grace. Here we are once again talking about the good news. There's a lot of bad news in the world, a lot of things going on that, man, they can drag a person down. We understand that. We've been through stuff in our own lives, <laughs> and, and uh, we, we live on planet Earth just like everybody else. Um, but one thing that we want to do then, because of all the bad news in the world, we do want to focus in on the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what we're here to do. We're looking to encourage, we're looking to uh, lift people up, build up the body of Christ as we discuss what uh, the scriptures say, as we discuss uh, the various things that God has put on our heart uh, to talk about regarding his love, grace, and his mercy. So I'm Joel, and uh, Cap, Mike Kapler is with me. How's it going, Cap? Good, Joel. Some people ask, why, why do you guys do this? Well, here's, here's one reason why. We're just not around very long on the earth. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the, our, our average listener right now has probably only been around for a few decades. We we feel like we've lived forever, right? Because we can't remember a time where we didn't exist, but we, we haven't <laughs> been here very long, and we're not here very long. It, it's really just a, it's such a passing thing that goes by so quickly. I think uh, people who get older, Joel, and, and get closer to the end of their lifetime on the earth, they, they realize just how fast it really went. We all begin to realize that as we get older, but you realize just how, how fragile life is and, and uh, you know, as far as here on this, in this life, how, how quickly it can go by and, and how quickly it can end. Uh, but we have something better than that. We, uh, we, we may not have always existed, but we, we, we do have something called the eternal life that's been passed on to us. And we, we did a podcast on this once. There's, there's everlasting life that goes on forever from this point forward. And then there's eternal life that we've received from God. It's his life. And you see, God has been around forever. Not only will he be around forever, but he has been around going backwards forever. And I know that's hard for our finite minds to comprehend, but that's the life that's within us now. A life eternal from beginning to an, that didn't have a beginning to an end that won't have an end. And, and the, that's the life we live in, in Jesus Christ. Yes, exactly. And it is. It's mind-blowing. It, it is something that uh, we're never going to fully understand here on Earth, as uh, we do see kind of dimly as through a mirror. Someday these things will be revealed to us, and I, and I do think that we will have the whole rest of time and eternity uh, to grow and uh, to get to know God and to get to know who we are and all these wonderful things. And, and in the meantime, uh, we are down here on planet Earth um, we're called to encourage one another, support one another, build one another up, and uh, there is a lot of good news to share with one another uh, regarding the gospel of Jesus Christ, re- regarding the life that God has given us in himself, this, this eternal life that we have in him, and so uh, that's what we're here to do. One thing uh, that we were uh, planning on talking about today, you know, we've been talking a little bit about, uh, is the gospel, is is salvation a matter of, you know, you're saved by grace through faith, or 
are there some works that we need to add to it? Uh, because certain scriptures, uh, certain passages seem to say one thing. So our last couple of podcasts uh, probably uh, would be sufficient to, although we've talked about a lot of that stuff in the past too, but the last couple of podcasts would be a good place to start if you want to go back and listen to some of that stuff. But if, Cap, you asked a question, maybe I'll I'll phrase it my way and then I'll let you phrase it the way that you um, had phrased it to me. But if there are works that we need to add to grace through faith, if there are works that we need to do in order to either be saved or to maintain our salvation, what are those works, and can a person possibly do it? Yes, the subject came up in a letter somebody had written to us, and and this is really something that goes through the minds of of a lot of people out there, unfortunately, (laughs) and that is, is it really just grace? Is is that all we need? Uh, Or is it grace plus something else? Is, Is there some sort, is there some responsibility on our part for this thing to stay intact, this thing that we call eternal life or salvation? So my question is, and there's a lot of scriptures we could go through here, but let's just use a little common sense here for a second. What is it, plus grace, specifically, that you think we would need to add to what Christ has already done through what has been called a finished or completed work at the cross? What could possibly be added to that on our part to make sure that we are moving forward with God, that we have a, a place with God, that we we have salvation intact, re- relationship with Him, fellowship with Him. What secures and guarantees that we're, we're going to have uh, all of this with, with God if it's not just grace alone? So I'm asking this question so that we can provoke some thought out there in your mind, because there are people who are wondering this. And so I'm asking you right now, if, if this has crossed your mind and you're wondering, some people say this, some people just say grace, some say grace plus works, what is it? I understand. It's easy to get confused, especially when the covenants are getting mixed up. But ask yourself that question. What, what specifically do you think would be added to what Jesus has already done? Hmm. Yeah, and I wonder if people really do think about that when, when they either insist that there are things that we have to do or whether they're just wondering. And I don't know if um, my kind of, um, it's not necessarily what I thought, but it's, it's what I always used to think that other people think, that if, if, you're, if your good outweighs your bad, then, then you're okay. <laughs> I mean, that, that was always my idea, and I was never sure about that. And like I said, I didn't really hold to that, but I, I wondered if that's what other people were thinking. A certain amount of... But then, what are... What, what is sufficiently good enough? <laughs> what, what is it uh, that's good enough that outweighs our bad? And so those are some of the things that I had, had thought back uh, years ago before I really uh, began to understand the gospel. But that's a good question. I don't have any answers, and, and perhaps that's because... I know that, that that there's nothing that I could do. There's nothing that I could possibly do. There's all kinds of uh, stories that happened uh, with, with people uh, where they realized that they thought they were perhaps doing good enough works, but only to find out that they were falling a whole lot more short than what they thought they were. 
which is what Jesus came to do for those Jewish people under the law. He was trying to show them that, look, I know you're trying to keep the law, my friends. I, I know you're giving it your all, but let me explain to you what the law really specifically means. Uh, so when he came with the Sermon on the Mount and some other things that he said, he was trying to point out to people, you, you think you're doing it right by not committing adultery, but I'm telling you that even just looking at somebody with the wrong intent uh, is equal to having done the physical act. So he, he was magnifying the law. He, he would elevate it and make it even more impossible than what those uh, Jewish people thought, at least in their own minds. So that's what, that's what he came to do. But did you know that Jesus never even really took credit for his own works? You ever notice that? I mean, we, we think of how Jesus lived the perfect life, fulfilled the law, and did all those wonderful things with the miracles and the healings and, oh, my goodness. And, and so, but we, we stop and say, wait, wait a second. All the stuff that Jesus accomplished, he didn't take any credit for it. Jesus, the Son of God, the, the only one to live a perfect life. <laughs> and, and he even said, hey, the, this stuff that I'm doing here, it's, it's not me. I'm, I'm just a man. Uh, yes, he was the God-man, but he was 100% human, and it was because he was a man that he was able to do the things that he did, anointed with the, the power of the, the Holy Spirit. So he said, I don't do anything apart from what I see my father do. He, he's doing the works through me, and so it is with us. Uh, we don't lay claim or take credit or do any boasting for the things that we do, because that just goes back to self, self-righteousness, which is what the Jews were trying to establish under the law was their own righteousness. And what did God say in Isaiah about that? Your attempt at righteousness is like filthy rags to me. Yeah, I mean, you bring up a really good thing there, that even Jesus himself, it wasn't him trying to do what he had been called to do. It was him trusting in the Father to do the works in and through him. And mm. that is really how we, that's, as, that's the way that we received Christ, by grace, through faith, by simply trusting in what God has done, and that is how we walk out this life. Because otherwise, you know, um, when people were trying to justify themselves before God, or when people are asking questions about what they must do, Jesus gave them stuff to do. You know, he, he said to the rich young ruler, sell all you have and give to the poor. He said to the, the, the certain lawyer, after, after telling him the, the, the parable of the Good Samaritan, when the person had gone and s spent lots of money trying to help the person, the Samaritan had spent all this money, and, and, and Jesus said, go and do likewise. Jesus also said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And again, we can go back to the story of the Good Samaritan. That's the story of someone who loved his neighbor as himself. And so if there is works, if there are works that we can do, then it's a matter of loving God with all our heart, all our soul, with everything. You got to give it everything. You got to give it your all. You got to love your neighbor. You got to do for your neighbor what you would do for yourself. And so if it's of works, the list is never ending. <laughs> but the good news, of course, as we've been talking about, is that it's not a work. It's a rest. We rest. We trust. 
We trust in the Father. We trust in the Holy Spirit. We trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ. And everything comes out of that, just just like it did for Jesus. He, he did what he saw his Father doing, and, and we can rest in, in the finished work of Jesus Christ and, and let his works flow out of us. That's good stuff. I mean, uh, you, you brought up a great point, Joel, with tr- trying to love under the command. We, it couldn't be done. That's not even love. Right. Um, so we couldn't even do that. But, you know, un- under the, the new covenant, the, these, th- there are several new laws that are referred to under the new covenant. Uh, law of faith, the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus, the law of liberty. And uh, I believe it was uh, in one of John's epistles where he said that uh, these, these, these commandments under this new covenant, under this new system, the, these are not burdensome. Right. So now, as opposed to what you were just talking about under the commandment, see, now loving God for me now, loving others for me now, it, it's not burdensome. Why? Because I'm not under the command to do it. And I imagine that probably brings up a lot of questions for some people. I know it did in the early church. Is it a matter of being saved and then keeping the law? In the early church, there were some Jewish believers especially who thought that those in Christ, whether Jew or Gentile, were meant to keep the law. Paul seemed to make a different case. We'll talk about that next week right here on Growing in Grace at growingandgrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.